Alrighty, so you Mr. guys catch Mr. Galley. Mr. Galley, go for it. M- Mr. Galley, let me ask you this. Um, one, I did notice that you trimmed up your goatee. I did trim it up live your yesterday. New, yeah. It looked pretty mountain manny. Did like, it was out there? Came, yeah, it was like it was going in every single direction. Like I know for a fact you don't run a comb through that thing at all. You just wake up and you're just like, oh, this is nice. I, I, I mean, yeah, I do that and kind of bring it. You but I don't wipe it down. Yeah, yeah, I bring it down so it's not. Oh, dude, that thing was all over, and I was like, man, that is like one of the best goatees I've ever seen in my life. Second piece, I trimmed it up because you know what? Do you have somewhere important to be? Like you, you're. Uh, I'm well, Alaska. Here's the deal, because I'm gonna sleep. And I may not want it because what I usually do to make it look normal is I jump in the shower after because I wake up, right. I go in the shower in the morning. Well, I might want to take a shower the night before and just get up. And you and haven't been attacked by that alien pod that's in your shower yet, right? No, no. The aliens in Alaska, usually they stick the thing in my neck and it hasn't been there. So they pulled out that the probe they had in the back of my shoulder, it's gone. And it hasn't come back since the last trips. They well, went, I was asking if you had to be anywhere important because you know how like – Usually, like, I know that I do this. Like, if I know I'm going to go somewhere important in, like, two days, I don't shave for two days because then I have a nice clean shave when I go and do it. Yeah, yeah. You rolled into the range all scruffy looking today, like, except for the goatee you kind of trimmed up. Yeah, I trimmed up. Yeah, because I'm going to shower up when I get home and stuff and chill out for tomorrow. But, yeah, I came in all – I just rolled right out and came right out here in the range. But if I trim the goatee up, then when I roll out of bed, it doesn't look like freaking poof. You know, you got the the Italian fro face. Yeah, yeah. So it, so I have to trim it up so it stays flat now, and then I can tune it up that way. So well, you can grow facial hair. So you got you're an engine. You can't oh, do yeah. none of that shit. <laughs> <Red blood. laughs> Fucking chief over here. I grow here. some nose hair like you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave, though. <laughs> so, but you could do, you could send so, smoke signals and understand what day. the fuck, and I and I can't. <laughs> Another thing that we haven't uh, really attacked, and this may go back to your roots as well, but. We haven't got your opinion on a Space Force. You haven't got my opinion on a Space Force. I am all about a Space Force. Why I'm, is that, I'm Mr. Galley? The high ground. You got to <laughs> control the high ground. <laughs> the high ground. And that's the freaking high ground. You man. don't get much higher than space. There's, there is no higher than space, right? It, it, it's, it's the high ground. So we totally got... And, and this goes back to, you know, what's been on this month. I've been, I've been moonlighting... With ancient aliens, with James Bond, mm. because stars are what one of those channels has James Bond on every day this month. That's stars. Is it stars? Yeah. So I watch it. I watch the James Bond all the way through, and it brings me back to the Moonraker days when they went up and they had the space battle. You know, James Bond had friggin' ninjas in 1964. Dude, I know. I- I haven't seen a James Bond episode prior oh, dude, to Dude, James 90s. Bond is how you get to through the 90s, life. dude. And there's not many movies that I watch that are before 2000. I'm not an old movie fan. Oh, uh, James Bond is the I way gotta to go. I got to have my CGI. I'm like, dude, oh, man, James Bond is how to live your life. Okay? I even have, like, when I go to, like, the uh, we got the email for the Christmas party. Yeah. They're trying to figure out the e. The best day. So when I spray Does up... one of them mess up your, like, yeah, solstice? I'm supposed to... No, I'm supposed, supposed to, like, go yeah. and sacrifice I'm supposed to go to... to I'm supposed to go to Germany. Aliens. Okay. I'm supposed to go to Germany, so one of them messes up my Germany trip. What are you doing in Germany? Can't tell you. Uh-huh. Tricky Top shit. Top secret. Top secret shit. So, um, Space Force shit. Total Space Force. So James Bond, right? He, he does the Moonraker thing, and they're all... Pew, pew, pew. But then, when you go to, like... Uh, it wasn't Dr. No, it was You Only Live Twice... 
They were capturing. Spectre was stealing our capsules in outer space. So, like, a, we'd send a capsule up for, for like, John Glenn to do his rotations. Mm-hmm. Spectre sent the rocket up, would eat the, the little capsule and bring everybody back to Earth and steal them. Then the Russians sent a rocket up. And what they were trying to do is they were trying to figure out how to get the U.S. and the Russians to fight by blaming each other on who stole their capsule. Well, and, now we have social media for that. Right. Yeah. In, in, in totally. So... What they did is they needed to go and and attack the Spectre base. These ninjas, man. Who knew it was base? Space ninjas. Yes, they were space ninjas. Then Moonraker comes about when the space shuttle shows up. Dude, they they launched a platoon in space and they're all shooting lasers and shit at each other. Are you sure you're not thinking of like alien? No, it's James Bond, Moonraker. So. Drax Industries. I do want to say this. I've had a lot of visitors in the last month. You know, people like Mm -hmm. uh, traveling back and forth like. Coming off summer or just, you know. Yeah, we had a vacation. lot of people come to Colorado from other places. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. In uh, Michigan, Illinois, I've, I've talked to a lot of those guys. And they're like, oh, man, I, I didn't know you guys were here. I was listening to the podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then, you know, we get to talking or whatever. And then, like, everything gets uh, just kind of, like, it calms down a little bit. Right, right. And then just kind of look, look at me and go, Dude, is Frank really into that conspiracy alien stuff? <laughs> and they look at you know, I'm like, and I tell him, yes, of course, right? You know, because I watch it every day. How yeah, am I not into yeah, it? Yeah, he's totally into it. He believes this stuff, so dude. I'm, tell- I know. I'm telling you guys, I took a picture he, in the airport, dude. It the air- may sound ridiculous, and he may bring up some stuff, and you're just like, there is no way that this guy is teaching me how to shoot a precision rifle, dude. It is so real. Denver Airport is trolling us. Did you see all the shit with the construction that Denver Airport has up? I did. Denver Airport, if you go, Denver Airport's under construction right now. It's actually a hassle and a pain in the ass. I put a picture up on Facebook or it Instagram. It really is. I just went there the other day. It's terrible. Right. So you have to go outside to come back in because they have certain center sections blocked off. Well, all over the place, and I don't have my phone on me, otherwise I'd, I'd read it to you. We're in a metal box anyways. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. even get on You can't get a signal in the metal box. So what they do is they're trolling people about the alien conspiracies and all the crap going on. So there's signs that are trolling you saying, you know, stuff with pictures of aliens and like, if you think there's a base underneath us, ha 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 ha, screw you. But even CNN is putting out alien stuff. They got a documentary on Netflix about that right now. Right. Because it's real. And what they're doing is they're doing the Brookings Institute trickle out the information. See, because Brookings Institute in the 60s said they can't just tell us that the aliens are there. They have to trickle it out. So now what they're doing is they're trickling. Yeah, they have to get you used to it. The idea. Yeah, you, can't, you can't just rip the Band-Aid off. No, you got to do it slow. And let me tell you what, man. Giorgio's freaking correct. That dude knows what he's talking about. This is a real thing, guys. Giorgio's correct. This stuff. He's a believer. Harmonics. We're talking about <laughs> harmonics. I got. I got to tune in for it with me because we're talking fundamentals, harmonics, barrel, time, all this stuff. Video I just did. So, dude, it's the hundredth episode. Hundredth episode. Hundred freaking episodes. You Mike did. from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's Hide. And you're listening to the Everyday this, Sniper's this is only like your, episode. This is only like your fifth. This though. is like my fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like really excited my, because I'm almost I'm almost to ten. 
<laughs> right? So I can get into the double digits. You're in the triple digits, you know? So I'm, I'm, Mike's like, Frank, you gotta do a podcast. I'm like, Mike, I don't need no more work. He's like, dude, we'll do these podcasts. It'll be great. Everything will be great. Mike did like four episodes and quit. <laughs> no, He's like, not dude, I gotta move. Not- I gotta work. I gotta take care of the kids. I didn't know it was gonna be like when I said, you know, we'll call it the everyday sniper. I didn't know you were gonna do it every single day. I thought we were gonna do like, you know, one like a week or something. I, That's where we started. Dude, and then it would like, I, my phone started buzzing and everything. I'm like, oh, it was another episode. And then the next day, it was another episode. What the hell are you talking about? I talk to the people, man. The people are like, I the didn't people do it. need me. I didn't I'm a do champion it. of the people. I didn't do an episode for like six, six episodes, like ever six days. There was a six day gap, and the dude's on the Podbean app going, "What the hell, man? Six days between episodes? I'm on a plane like every other weekend, you know." And and it's like, oh shit, I got to do another episode, man. So, but I'm here now. So Mike's here. So talk to Mike. <laughs> So we're let's let's rehash some stuff. We just we the last episode we started talking about 308s. We talked about data and stuff like that, but we're at the hundredth episode and the biggest thing that we always hammer down is fundamentals. Fundamentals, man. It's gotta be fundamental frank. So we talked about we talk about wind, we talk about trajectory, and we talk about fundamentals, and those are our, our WTFs, right? Yeah. So um, one of the things that just in between episodes, which has probably been what a day for you guys now, because Frank likes to put them up, and then there'll be another one right after this one. I, I give him a day between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, in the half hour break that we had between episode ninety nine and a hundred, uh, Paul and I were talking a little bit more about uh, just getting behind that three hundred eight. Because how long has it been since you've been behind a three hundred eight? Oh man, it's been four or five. Well, four years. I got my son started on the three hundred eight when he was five years old, and I think that uh, it's still a viable cartridge but I didn't want to get them behind any of these streamline six creeds six five creeds I didn't want to I didn't want him to grow into any bad habits because that 308 everything's exaggerated even at 100 yards clear out to distance you know and uh, so I think anybody that's beginning or starting off in precision precision rifle shooting at all should start off at a 308 because it teaches your fundamentals and then you can step up to like a 6.5 creed more and just kill it oh yeah absolutely well i mean you're getting twice the distance holding half the wind and you you start to forget stuff but i think it's kind of a valuable thing to now go back after doing that and go all right let's go back and rehash mm-hmm. everything because i've developed bad habits i know i have um, i need to get back in the saddle and slow myself down so, um, teaching kids for you, I don't have, like, I haven't taught my kids or anything like that. And have you, have you taught your daughter? Kiana shot, but mo- not precision rifle a lot. It's, it's tough teaching your kids, uh, especially by my son. He's just like me. And so, uh, I got to yell at him all the time, you know, but, uh, when I got him behind that 308 and I had my 6.5 Creedmoor, he's like, dad, why can't I get behind it? I said, no, you need to learn this rifle first. You know, and what kind of steps did you take to do that? Because there are some shooters out there that are trying to teach their kids, but they don't know where to start, where to begin. Uh, so I waited until my son was five and he understood safety. Um, he understood, and I actually got him into reloading first. I taught him how it's made all the way out to how we shoot this. And uh, I actually bought a uh, Remington 700. He's a left handed, so a Remington uh, 700. Yeah. Um, lefties well, everywhere, man. Yeah, uh, I'm a but lefty. But we're always well. in our right mind. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he's thinking. 
But I took him old school. I went uh, one and twelve twist, twenty six inch barrel, and I uh, we loaded up some one fifty five Pelmas. It's got really light recoil on it for him, and we just sat down there with a hunter style rifle stock and a fixed ten power scope. He was not spoiled at all, and he understood it. And I sat there every single day we went out to the range uh, and made him shoot groups, a five shot group at 100 yards. If he couldn't shoot under one inch, he's not going to steal. Why go to steal if you can't shoot a one inch group at 100 yards? Finally, when he got his fundamentals down, we took him out to steal. And, uh, you know, that's where he really experienced the fun and the happiness of it all. He could see months and months and months of us just sitting there and it's shooting. like that Chinese groups. kid that's forced to yeah, yeah, yeah. Kung Fu He's like Tiger like Mom that. and shit. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you gotta learn Kung Fu. He's like, I don't wanna do it. And yeah, then, well, it got to the point where he didn't wanna come, so I had to bribe him. Like, look, we're gonna hit up Burger King and I'll get you a soda, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to get him to come out there. But once he finally got one of those past, Mexican Cokes. <laughs> Mexican right. Coke. He's a Coke Zero guy, man. Yeah. I was like, well, you need real sugar. But uh, I, what I did with Kiana, what I, one of the things I noticed with her when I taught her to shoot, uh, she did mainly handgun and carbine, not as much precision rifle with her, although she did do precision rifle after, is I suppressed everything. And I know not everybody has that ability to do it, but I find that it's the sound. You know, I talk about in the fundamental stuff that we key off the sound on so many ways. Make sure you're taking care of the hearing that way and you're, and you're blunting that sound as much as you can. Because that's where the flinch comes from. That's where the negativity comes from and what they hear and what they perceive. So running her suppressed like handgun and carbine, she rock starred it, man, you know, with all that stuff. And, and I found it super easy to teach her because it was, it was light recoiling and it was no sound issues, you know what I mean? And it didn't really bug her with the airs wise and stuff. And then being a girly girl the way she is, she immediately went into the pink stuff, you know what I mean? So I had to get her all kind yeah. of... Well, I Although I can't really call her... They just came out with some uh, cricket precision rifles and the oh, lady yeah. girl camo. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, yeah, I'm getting one of those. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I did pick one of those. Although I can't really say she's a girly because she, she does horses, right? So she teaches people to ride horses and all that shit. She gets freaking... Because she jumps. What is the deal with horses, dude? dude In the last dude. two days, people that I've known for years... <laughs> and you didn't know how horses... Had no idea the shop, and it just blew his mind. You have horses? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, she just got a horse. She got a she got a new horse the other day, and and she she so it stepped on her foot or something. So she was in the hospital. She's been tossed. She had one crush her pelvis, you know, because she rides and and she just takes them over the big jumps and shit. So she's always crashing. I told her, I said, "You're accident prone with damn horses." And so she showed me like a big old black and blue on her leg and stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, man, you need to like sort that out. So she's not really girly from that standpoint, but. Yeah, I think like jockeys and stuff like that. I already tell you about, well, we went to uh, Oklahoma to shoot the heat stroke open. Mm -hmm. And this was, man, maybe three years ago or something like that. And I was sitting at the table with somebody and they had brought, uh, well, oh yeah, well, I know Frank Galley. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he kept going on and on and on about Frank. And I was like, I don't know if Frank really actually knows this guy. So I was <laughs> like, not. I was like, well, Hey, let me tell you something about Frank. And he's like, what's that? I said, well, do you know why Frank joined the military and became a sniper? And they're like, well, no. I said, well, he got in a bad way with some Italians back in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. and, Which is uh, possible. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, a horse jockey. 
for, for a long time during his high school years. And there was a lot of uh, gambling and stuff. There was gambling problems and whatnot. A lot of gambling. A lot of bookies. Dude, he is just soaking this story. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. Just, Putting that in a memory sh- bank. Sure enough. Irritated. You know? On to the next person. Hey, man, did you know Frank Galley was a <laughs> jockey before he joined the military? And he got in with some bad Italians and everything? I was like, yep, there you go. Uh, bad Italians in my that. relatives. Which is, a, you know, I mean, that's that's a story that could happen. You're, well, I you're actually, the size for it. I, I was offered a job to be a jockey. You're, when we, you I have already, mafia roots. Yeah. Right? You got, I mean... <laughs> It's all correlating. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's like a lot of horse stuff in Connecticut. A lot of horses yeah. in Connecticut. So I was trying to think of like a good horse name for your for your horse because they're all like clever names. And yeah, everything. yeah. I just couldn't come up with one, so I had to like Google it. I, I spent hours <laughs> looking for a good horse like name. a good horse yeah, name. I did. So, anyways, horses. But, so I, I I enlisted delayed entry, and I was I was 17 when I enlisted, and then um. For graduation, right after high school graduation, I went in the Marine Corps. Well, one of the kids who um, I grew up with lived down the street who owned horses and had the barns and the whole thing. We used to go shoot in their yard. They had farmland, uh, dairy farms in Connecticut before they became condominiums. And so um, when we had the, the graduation party, his uncle came down from Syracuse, New York, and had offered me a job as a jockey, but I had so I wasn't far. No, off. I had already enlisted in the Marine Corps, and I was actually leaving for boot camp. And, and like, no, I gotta get away from the gambling. Yeah, yeah, the, the bookies, man. I, my cousin, bookies, all that that's stuff. the word I was thinking. Bookies, yeah, bookies, yeah, bookies man. Yeah, the yeah. horses scare the shit out of me. I don't. I get on one, and it. I fell off a horse twice, which is weird because that's like your. It's like my blood. It's who I. But yeah, they scare the ever ever loving hell out of me. You get on him and you're trying to get old glue stick to move to the right. He's just doing, doing what he wants to do. So my wife's uh, stepmom, she she's a she's a veterinarian. She's got her own clinic in Loveland, and she's got like she's a horse doctor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So anytime my knees hurt or something, I just take horse pills, nice. cow pills, whatever. Nice, whatever. I don't suppositories. You don't want to go to the VA. I'll just say that much. Uh, the VA's been treating me pretty good. You go. Which one do you go to? The Golden. I, I do the Golden Clinic. It's not too bad. Yeah, I go to the one in Cheyenne. I'm far, a little farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's easier to get into, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was like, "Come on out for Father's Day, and you can ride this old tired horse. He won't do anything." So I'm like, "All right, I'll get on this friggin' horse, right?" And so I'm talking myself into it, like this big fucker's gonna kick me or something. And so my wife gets this little plastic step up thing right it's two steps so i'm a 220 pound man so i step on this thing my wife brings the horse over i go to kick my leg over fall right underneath that bastard <laughs> he puts his foot down on me it's like nope done i'm that's I'll it go ride dirt bikes i ain't touching this horse and the, and the funny thing is going to the marine corps when you show up on the yellow footprints they totally do the steers and queer yeah. shit so you go from like being a jockey or wanting to be or getting a job offer to be a jockey to steers and queers in the marine corps <laughs> you know, and, and so it, it's all just like a full circle slap. To the it team. is total first circle stuff. Uh, so, anyways, back to you training kids. Did you start him on a twenty-two, or did you start him on a three hundred eight? I actually started him on a twenty-two, just a little savage twenty-two uh, bolt action, and uh, we were shooting in our backyard. Um, and you know, he was grouping it fairly well. He was learning the fundamentals, and so I said, you know what, I'm gonna buy him a three hundred eight for Christmas. And we're going to take him out to the range to see what he can do. Now he has blossomed, you know, but I wanted to get him started on 308s for, for two big reasons. Number one, it teaches you fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. 
that bullet is slow, everything is exaggerated. I wanted him to understand wind and how it works. Um, and when he got all that down, I, I mile high built him a six five creed more than nothing for him. Well, I've seen him shoot, yeah. Yeah, he's a hammer. Yeah, he can take her out. I think the farther he's gone is uh, fourteen fifty with a six five creed more. So and he's eleven now. He's eleven years old. Yeah, he, nice. He does amazing. He yeah. he's a complete natural at shooting. I remember when you guys first approached us and you're like, can can he shoot the match? Yeah, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Oh, at that funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 he struggles with barricades and things of that nature. Because they're so, too tall. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's super he's super timid in that nature. And so we've been practicing quite a bit in the backyard. Um, I built a little barricade up for him. We just shoot 22 suppress in the backyard. Well, that's where you learn barricades in your living yeah. room and backyard, yeah. practicing those alternate positions, man. You know, and I made him dry fire about. 10 million times in the basement. I just had a bore sight, just a little laser bore sight, and I just watched it, you know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you flinching here? And finally, he got it figured out, you know what I mean? I think sometimes I had to pull myself back because I, you know, I was in the army. I just want to yell at him, you know what I mean? I got to pull myself back yeah, and say, okay. A little less directive. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel you are doing wrong, you know? And so we'll go down and look at the targets. Well, you know, I'm jerking a trigger, I'm closing my eyes, you know. He worked past that. When he was six years old, that's when I stepped him up to a 243. And then, you know, he slowly blossomed into a 653. But he absolutely loves to shoot. Now, yeah. so. Right. Hey, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I'm hoping he uh, kind of takes my career path and, you know, joins the Army yep. and uh, becomes a Ranger. There you go. I remember going back to Connecticut and the whole thing, man, growing, coming up with Crossman air rifles, man. We started with 760s, 766, and then if you're really special, you got an RWS. Single break with like 1,125 feet per oh, second yeah. with a pellet. It was like, oh. I had to uh, broke down Daisy. You had to put like yeah, 30, pump, yeah, 30 yeah, the pumps. pumps in it. <laughs> the pumps, yeah. It just was barely that? roll out of that yes. thing. It was the uh, Daisy like 8,500 mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, I think it was amazing. Yeah, the, the, the 760 was the mega pumps, and then the 766, you could go a few less, like 10 was max, and then when you did that single break RWS, iron sights, when we finally moved up to like a four power scope, oh, yeah. then you were a rock star in the neighborhood because you had a scope. Oh. You know, and... and, and you were the sniper. Yes. yes. Well, and you know, that's... Everybody else just riflemen. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm kind of putting Third together line, that, that book. Funny. Because I got to do the book for Gun Digest, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at a little bit of my history and I'm kind of reminiscing and going back and putting all this together. And I'm thinking about coming up with air rifles with iron sights. And then when we graduated to scopes and the fact that I was so attracted to the scope side and the precision rifle side of thing before I even knew what a precision rifle yeah. was. Can you I have the first signed copy of your book? You want the first signed copy? Yeah, the first signed copy. Which is one of one. One of one. Yeah. Okay. It needs to be written on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be dope. Uh, but you have a lot of kids in your classes too. Like yeah, we've been doing kids. I had the uh, uh, we had the kids up in um we had kids that came through the Precision Rifle Expo. And then I had the uh, Quinn was the kids up in Canada. So there was one and and you know really what it comes down to is I was able with that, I talked about it in one of the podcasts, was getting them to choke up with that Jay Allen stock because the stocks we use are so big for kids and the fact that I have a smaller hand, it's easy for me to kind of go up and, and to help them choke up to get a good trigger position. Rather, than, a lot of them reach. A lot of them don't do that stock well. So make sure when you're setting up for your kids, 
you can choke them up and compromise a little bit to make sure they're building the position mentally from that trigger back and not the grip forward because that's where it bites kids. They're coming from the grip and trying to go forward and they can't necessarily reach. Can't wrap right, they can't read. But if you can get a stock they can choke up on, the AI has a small stock. You know, that's a nice thing. And you can choke up and they can bring those fingers to the bottom of the trigger guard and, and bring that trigger shoot back form. You know, the, the, the hunting rifles, they can choke up. I bought them an MPA. The MPAs really help too. You know, you mm -hmm. grab on it. Their, their mount, I found the kids can't get their finger around with the big with the with the thumb rest. The so thumb rest, you yeah. got to do the one. You got to do an MPA without the thumb rest for kids because I noticed their finger can't make it around or that, that thumb rest. Pro stock. The Magpul Pro would be my number one recommended stock for a kids yeah. because you can move that that grip is so small. But you can move it forward and back as they grow into it. It's hyper adjustable for kids. Up, down, up, left, down right. left, right. You've got grip adjustment forward and back. Vertical or angled, whichever one you want, which the vertical will work good for them because it's a smaller grip. You could bring it closer to the trigger shoe and you can make the fit adjustment. I, in my class, I talk about your car, right? Here's how you got to think about it with your kids as well. How would you adjust the car for them to drive it? You've got to do that same thing. Moving the seats, moving the wheel, moving all that stuff, the mirrors. You're setting up the rifle so that way they're, you're not trying to wrap you around the rifle to get to the optic and to shoot it, but to bring the rifle to you. And, and think about where, what, were you, what would you do to your car to let your kid drive around the block? Yeah, and think about everything that you've gone through too. And like getting into this sport, you're like, I want to get into this sport. And I want to get into this sport with my kid. And I'm going to teach him as I learn stuff. That may not be the best way to do it. I would say at least get training for one or two of you. Yeah. But at least, you know, take them to a kid-friendly class or something Apple like seed that. or something. Yeah. Even that, you know. And, and honestly, I know it's a little pricey for guys, but the voodoo. Because yeah. So let me, let's talk about the voodoo. voodoo. Yeah. It's freaking sweet. So... They have, uh, what's the name of that stock that we did, that they're throwing them in? The new Manners, the, the little manners. one? The yeah. new little Manners. So they have that, but the other one that they're that we have a bunch of, I'm trying to think of the name of it, it escapes me right now. It looks like it, it's basically, it looks like a Manners composite stock. Yeah, anyway. but it's got the long extension, the short one. It's like a TF or something, whatever it is, it's got that. It's super small, but then it can, it can have yeah. length of pull adjustability that's out pretty yeah. far. Well, fact of the matter is that we're selling the barreled actions. Yes. And people are throwing them in chassis and making them trainer guns, yep. which is nice. Everybody knows we've talked about that before. They have the same footprint as a 700, so you can get it in most 700 stocks without an issue. Um, it's. But you could spin a kid up on a stock that's a normal one with a 22. With the same weight. Right. The same size, almost the same bolt throw. And right? then drop in a barreled action of something else after. Mm hmm. And they're and just consistent. You're just swapping mags. You know, it's consistent. We get calls all the time, like, "Man, it's so much money." It's a, you know, it's like, "Well, what do you shoot? Well, I shoot six Creedmoor. What do you want to burn that barrel while training, or do you want to, you know, build, mimic your gun and shoot a twenty-two all day long?" There's, yes. there's a lot of validity. And those twenty-twos are hammers. They're like, hammers. There's a lot of local matches with them now. Remington seven hundred triggers fit in them. Yep. yep. So you can get a Timney. You can get anything. A XTSP. You can get whatever. Now. When you get a two-stage trigger, you need to get the strong spring. Okay. So you need to 
if you have a two stage. If you have a single stage trigger, no problem, use the one that's in there. But uh, specify, if you call us and you're, and you're just getting the barrel to action, it doesn't come with a trigger. You have to you know, ask for that trigger, like what trigger are you gonna use? You need to specify whether you're using a single stage or a dual stage so we know which spring to put in that case. In the trigger, right? Yeah, because you're going to have to take the bolt apart and everything and replace the firing pins. And, and you know, we were talking about gear of the year, right? So I have a thread on Sniper's Hide where I ask for your top five gear of the year. Almost everybody's list includes the Voodoo 22. Yep. And I have to agree and almost combine that with the NRL 22 League because that's what put the NRL on the map in a much bigger way. They, they, the were, they were just kind of moving through until they did the 22 league. And the fact of what they, how they support it, they give a course of fires. You could do it in any 100-yard range. This is how you spin your kid up to not only move to the next level, but to train them up correctly without the recoil, without the sound, without the issues in a full-size stock that then you can just put a, a, a center fire barreled action in after. That way the platform doesn't change right. just the cartridge does. Yes. And that's amazing. And, and again, you can go with the Magpul. The Magpul Pro is like tailor-made for kids. And, and really that's a direction I think you can go with that is get Fully them. Fully ambidextrous. Right. Completely ambidextrous in one yep. thing. Buying one. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's, I mean, think about it. You're killing so many birds with one stone. Even if they grow and they get bigger and they don't like the Magpul down the road later, but you can do everything with the Magpul. Yeah. You can shoot the 22 matches. You can do all that stuff. It's It's got the adaptability for really right stuff and M-Lock and all that those different things. But then throw three weight barreled action in it when you're done. It's basically setting up, up for success. So later on, because we have to start thinking as we're getting older, and we're passing this off to a new generation and all the stuff that we're trying to do with the yeah. sniper, we're passing that information on. You need to continue to pass that information on to the next generation so they don't forget about you know the history of this kind of stuff. But also moving into the future, the modularity, set them up for success. I mean, think yeah, about it. You see it all the time out at the range. You know, you got a father and son out there, and they got hunting rifles, and the son can't get around it. You know what I mean? And that, that's a that's well. You a got uh, Noah Nathan up here in Boulder, who's mm -hmm. come down and used the range. The kid does the thing at school. I mean, here he is in Boulder, which is behind enemy territory for <laughs> us. Mm -hmm. Seriously, okay. And his school's letting him do class projects for their their uh, their discussions. They, they have this whole big, um, I don't even, I forget what they call it, but the kids can get up and talk about whatever they want. They're supposed to do like five minutes of presentation of in front of the class, but they, it's after hours so the family and friends can come in. Noah's done two of those events talking about shooting. Awesome. Ballistics, reloading right? ballistics. He did reloading and ballistics in one. He did coming up and he's learning at the same time. And if your father and son, I mean, we don't want to go down the whole, you know, coming from Connecticut, the whole Newtown bullshit, but you can bond with, you know, the games too, video games translate. I mean, it's funny because what put Atlas bipods on the map with like the military and everything else is when it showed up on an M110 in Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. And that put him to another level. So you can kind of translate and say, hey, look, we're doing this in Call of Duty. 
Well, now you got a Voodoo and an AX of stock yeah. with an Atlas bipod, or which just is even like an AT stock. Yeah, with the AT. Call it an Arc Warfare. <laughs> yeah, an Arc Warfare Twenty Two. They yeah. know what that is. Be they solid. know exactly what it is. So now you're starting to to take the inside computer activity and bringing them outside. It, it, Let me tell you how badass hard that kid is. Hold on, hold on. Noah is so badass. We how were old is he? Uh, 14? Yeah, 13, 15, 14. Yeah, something something. Like and uh, we were shooting Pawnee, and this was during the summer. One of the guys walked over to the uh, um, to the uh, instructions for the course of fire, and there was a rattlesnake hiding under it, right? So he jumped back, you know, kicked it over and everything, and this rattlesnake was just sitting down there, and we're like, all right, who's got a pistol? And I was like, I got a pistol. We're like... You want to shoot that thing? He's like, hell yeah, I want to shoot that thing. <laughs> he shot it right in the face. He was just like, boom, one shot. Ripped his head off. Dude. Nice. Healed his cap back 10 millimeter. Nice. Oh, you shoot it. Yes, because he's reloading 10 millimeter. Yeah, he smoked yes. him. That's They're reloading. Awesome. So, I mean, I like working with the kids. Now, Mark in Alaska doesn't bring the kids in. What was that? Oh, I was saying I cut oh, it. I can't even oh, remember what the hell I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we just can't. <laughs> you know how it is. We're in the bar talking. But no. The Slim's Bar. Slim's the Bar. Slim's Bar. Slim's Bar. Two? Four. <laughs> um, oh, 17. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you want to mentor these kids and you want to do it in a way that attracts them and brings them to the next level. And nothing does it more so than Magpul gear and cool guy stuff. You know what I mean? Or a cool stock. Like I said, I think the manners, those short ones, because they're they're adaptable, are really good. Or you could do a, 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 a carbon fiber elite PRS style one, which are yeah. super light. That's what they did for me, and it just showed up. So my 22, I had actually got an AX chassis for it. Mm-hmm. And then Manners sent me the stock they originally made for me because there was a miscommunication. So I have both now that I'm going to be playing around with. But I mean, yeah, that's the kind of deal that we're, we're looking at is if you can – Get a 22 can for $300. Put them on a 22 with a suppressor. It's pennies on the dollar. You'll always have that 22 suppressor. They'll always remember that 22 with a suppressor. He will be the coolest kid in school. Then, you know, all his friends would be like, dude, my buddy's got a 22 suppressed. AW. AW. That, that bites you in the ass sometimes, my son. Was yeah, because like now you got a babysitter and watch him. And uh, he was up for show and tell. He's like, well, my dad and I were shooting in the basement, and then I get a phone call from my wife, and she's like, you need to go down to school right now. Yeah, I've had that. I take my ass down there, and the principal's looking at me. So you shoot guns in your basement? And I said, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. And number two, we were wearing safety glasses. <laughs> you know? Just mess her up. And I got to tell my son, shut the hell up. Right. Yeah, yeah, what are you you, talk, you don't talk about this. And so uh, we it's were like shooting. club. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I, got called in rule. I got called into school when Kiana was little because of the Matrix. Oh. Because she was running around and she was like, I want to be leather girl. And, 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 Carrie Ann Moss? Yes. And the, yeah. and the teacher's like, who's Leather Girl? What's Leather Girl? I don't get it. And she's trying to do the run in the beginning, like the very where first... Where she like does that backwards well, kick. In, in the room where she ran around the wall in the room in the very beginning of the Matrix when they, they pinned her in the hotel. Mm-hmm. So that scene resonated and Kiana goes to school and she's talking about Leather Girl and then come to find out Leather Girl was the Matrix and it's rated R. <laughs> And oh, yeah. she was yeah, six. She had preventive, you know, yeah. parental advisory. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it must be accompanied by an adult. Yeah. She had me. Done. 
soul. <laughs> yes. So we were, she was like, we would watch the Matrix and like, we would watch the Matrix all the time. And so she was into Leather Girl. And, oh, well. That, that's right. <laughs> I was into Leather Girl too. Me too. Yeah. I think we all were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I mean, those are the future. Kids are our future. That's what you want to do, man. You want to mentor them. Double their ears up if it's, a, if it's an aggressive break. Don't be afraid to put foamies underneath and put the, you know, the, the if it's a girl or whatever, the, the, the pink muffs over the top or whatever. The Unless camel. you want them talking as loud as Frank right and Paul. Yeah. 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 If you want them like us. Yeah. Huh? If, if, you want them, if you want them to be calm and natural natured like myself, mm-hmm. put some ears on them. Dude, I was I'm all a bit of a loud talker. I was all about general. having some mic withdrawals last night. Yeah. Because I was watching Land of the Loss with Danny McBride. Oh, man. And like Land of the Loss, like you, you need to like know that friggin' whole thing. <laughs> Inside and out. Be, be Danny McBride cracks me up awesome so hard. Kick ass time. Yeah, if you guys, I haven't given you guys something to YouTube lately. Go on and YouTube uh, two young bloods from Eastbound and Down. Nice. Two young bloods. You guys will enjoy the hell out of that. You might get wet. No, I mean her. She might get wet. <laughs> Say that again, and I'll drown you. <laughs> now, I, I, Danny McBride and Landed a Lost is like one of my favorite, and it's like total Mikeisms, man. It's like nothing but. Uh, old Dave, Dave and I uh, correlate real well because we geek out about eighties movies. He knows all the cool eighties movies. We're talking like uh, ask him about eighties hair. Eighties hair, he has some. Oh, oh yeah, dude, I had eighties hair until it was gone. <laughs> I, I still haven't figured out how I got my hair to look like that. I was it look, like Jack Burton? Oh, dude, I look like a chick, China. man. I had like chicks hair with the radar dish. <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. Yeah, yeah, it was total. I had like total freaking chicks hair, man. And I, and, and I saw a picture of me. There was like some class picture that my buddy found on Facebook or something. And he sent over. And, I, and I, I'm i like, how did I get my hair like that? I have no idea. There's no comb. Moose. I, it was something. Moose. Hanging my head upside down, spraying it up, doing <laughs> the whole the thing. the moose from I wasn't feet out I, was, I was probably spray. I don't think I was Straight gel net, you know. <laughs> So safety, 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 safety. Yeah, teach your kids safety. Lock your stuff up. Make sure when you're out, they're not snatching it out. I did. I freaking stole all that shit from home and shot everything in the neighborhood. Understand the rules of the range. A lot of times in the public places, it's posted. Make them read that stuff. Make them understand it and explain it back to you. And, and quiz them. What's a firearm safety rule, man? Yeah. What's number one? Right, right. If get it's a gun, it's with, loaded. Yeah, get them comfortable with safety. Mm-hmm. Don't let them rest the, the muzzle on their foot because that's pointing at your foot. You know, that's a pet peeve of mine, resting the muzzle on your foot. Don't do that because it's covering yourself, right? Know that 180 rule. Teach them that 180 rule when you're on a firing line. Hey, we're on a firing line. There's public range. There's other people on the other side. We have a 180 rule. This is what it is. Muzzle cannot go any way past this line. We want it always pointed down range. I think that one of the biggest things too is to replace fear with respect. Yes. You know, you have somebody who's just like, they hear all the bad stuff that's going on in the world because we watch the news, they're around, they talk about this stuff in school, current events, and school shooting stuff is is at its peak. We have to replace fear with respect to the firearm. And education too, you know, everybody, like my wife, when I first met her, she was like a huge liberal and I don't even know why we got married. I mean, we were just polar opposites. And as we grew together, oh, that's like me and my wife, dude. Yeah. She was a total hippie when I met her. That was the same for you, wasn't yeah. She mine's yeah, a yeah. Rock, yeah. So, like I told her, I was going to start. My wife is a liberal arts major. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, what the hell is that? 
sounds big. This was back in my days when it was like, you remember the G-Watt, right? Yeah, so oh yeah, the G-Watt. I, I turned it into the global war on hippies. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to knock him down, but mm -hmm. I've since moved on. I feel better about well, it. You married him. Yeah, you know, and you know, my wife, she actually started respecting him. I'm like, you're going to come out shooting with me, you know, and now she carries, she has her own precision rifle that's purple and pink and all that, and she understands and respects it, and now she understands that, hey, you know what, this is our right. And I'm, I, 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 she's very thankful that I, I'm passing it down to my son, and I will pass it down. To my well, yeah, you guys go out as a family when you guys. Go I shoot every single weekend. Like uh, we went camping up in Sterling, saw that there was a 22 range. Well, looks like I bought a brick ammo. We all went out there and spent the day out there. You know, it's education, and it's doing it every single day. I, with my son, if he shoots 100 rounds, his ass is reloading that 100. You know what I mean? Because that shit gets tiring. You know, initially I was like, yeah, we'll get this done. You know what? Come on over here. I'm going to show you how to work this thing. But you know? Again, and focus to the basics, man. The iron sights with stuff. You know, yes. we were shooting 20 air, 22s in, 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 you know, air rifles, all irons. It, it, it took years before we were able to get a scope Dude, behind it. See, and I think that's where I messed up a little bit. I put them directly on a scope, you know, and uh, it was about a year ago. I was like, well, let's go out and just shoot. It was my grandfather's 30 out 6. My son's like, where the hell's the scope? Well, yeah, how, yeah. how the hell do you do this? <laughs> Slow down there, but let me show you how to do it. Where's the bipod, Dad? You know, like, mm -hmm. he was all jacked up. But, you know, he finally got it figured out. But, you know, uh, it's, it's all about teaching them. You know, education is key with little kids, you know. And they're sponges, man. They learn languages and all that other oh, stuff. Why yeah. can't they learn firearm safety? My son's got it all figured out, you know. He, he does his own load development. So when uh, Fritz spun up that barrel, I said, okay, where's the lands? What kind of bullet are you gonna run? What kind of powder? And he got it all figured out himself. We went out, he shot a stringer. I mean, he's, I mean, he nails it, he smokes it, you know. Amazing. And that's only in two years I've been teaching him how to reload. And, and that's the nice thing we do so much social media wise. You can point them towards what we're doing social media and it falls right back into this millennial wheelhouse. You know what I mean? The YouTube videos or the different stuff, the forums and the different places where if they are in their phone, hey man, why don't you look this up and give me a, a load? You know, you can go to Sniper's Hydra Loading Depot and say, hey, which load do you think is pretty good over there? Which one should we start at? Where's the safety? And you can go into these places and help them they're into it, man. You just got to make sure you're guiding them the wrong way because they're being attacked on one end from school and their friends, social media to just play a game and be on their phone. And then you want to take them out and get them out of the house. I mean, we were never in a house growing up, man. Oh, God. Right. I was on my Come bicycle. Come back to the streetlights around. Yeah. 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 I was on my bicycle from sun up to sundown, just out messing around, you know. But uh, kids of the future, you definitely got to mentor them. And, and, and get them started right. Make them look at those fundamentals. Make them understand original intent. Make them see what we got going on there. Play with that setup for them. If you get them comfortable behind that rifle, they'll enjoy it farther and longer down the road. Yeah, and make them comfortable. Get them the right gear. Yeah. That's the big thing. You can't go cheap when you do this because it's not a cheap sport. When you try to cheap out on it, then you're, you're really working your equipment. And then it becomes not enjoyable for the end user. But I mean, even like, you know, you go 1022, which is pretty cheap if you're going to do 22 wise. And maybe you don't, you can't afford a Voodoo. Get a 1022 yeah. and a Titan stock. Or the Ruger. Right. The, the Ruger, the yeah. RPR in 22. Yeah, yeah but you can do the, Right, you can do the Titan stocks and stuff, which makes it like a Manners McMillan and that whole thing. And it has a very similar layout. And without spending a lot of money, I think you can get a 1022, a basic model for like, what, 149 <laughs> Excuse me. Or, uh, about 150 bucks. Isn't a basic the cheesiest model? Well, uh, with a little 
plastic stock. Uh, 1022? Yeah. They're like three, four hundred. Yeah. Is it that much? Bucks. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that, that little 1020 or that little 22 Ruger's is pretty comparable. Yeah. And it's got a juxtable comb, length of pull. You know what that means? That, that's, that's like two months worth of like chores. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right there. There you go. You know, I was just telling Mike, <laughs> I bought my son a dirt bike last year and, uh, so you got to work all this stuff off, man. This shit ain't free. And he's been mowing the lawn for, I mean, picking up dog crap and just doing all this stuff. Out there he, gagging. He done been paid off in the days I don't feel like doing it. You got 112 more dollars to work off. Buddy. <laughs> Get out there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think we'll be good by March. He wants a, he wants an AT. Yeah. Really, really, really I want bad. an AT. You know? I don't have an AT. And so he's like, do you don't have an AT? No. Man, see, stand by because I want to use one. I want to use ones, and this is this is not for general, you know, public consumption. But I'm gonna share it with you guys, but don't share it with your friends. We got some stuff coming up for Black Friday that'll be good if we're. I want that used one, the pushing in towards the eighties stuff. So, yeah, and my son, he wants one so bad, and I think this year uh, we're gonna get it. Get it. We're gonna chamber it in 308. Yeah, I'm gonna pull that six five. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed shooting the 308 out here. I, I mean, it's sporty, but I enjoyed shooting the 308s out here and coming back to it and seeing what my wind calls look like. And and and, and I missed a couple, you know. Not I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to run that 16 inch for the next yeah. year. I'm I'll run gonna, it with I'm you this one. Maybe I'll bring it up to Alaska for the alumni shoot. I'll bring this guy the 10 up and, and run that. You know, with all these streamlined cartridges coming out everybody forgets about the 308 but that stuff is on the shelf everywhere match yeah. ammo everywhere you know it's it's a great it's not going away man no, and we've had all. this conversation before it's you know oh the zombie apocalypse what's gonna be left <laughs> red dog well there's tons of six five you, you guys yeah. gotta understand there is all that stuff is everywhere more and more six mil creed more is coming out on i side. find in alaska more you can get six out. mil creed more up there yeah so once you see it up there on the shelf in a three yeah, bear you know it's everywhere that or montana but yeah. i'm telling you you this Hornady ELDM match 308 with that 0.5 BC is ridiculous. Yeah, it shoots really well. I was uh, I'm amazed with it. I started off. Your guys' top. win was less than mine. Sure was. It was. I was uh I was two mils and you were like one five for yeah, win. Even with four inches off the barrel. Yeah, even with the win, their win was less than mine with the 308s. Uh, I'm shooting 175 prime. And I'm gonna run some numbers when I get back home and take a look at it because yeah. I plugged all. I, I did my zero shot out the eight hundred, and I and I you watched me. I plugged it into three different data programs, and I was like, okay, this is doing this, this is doing this. I'm gonna go home and find that you know what mile per hour that gun is running. I could have done it out here, but I just wanted to guesstimate and just shoot and have fun. But I'm gonna go home and take a look at actual everything and go, okay, this is a four and a half, five mile an hour gun. Yeah, I'm gonna go with five. And I honestly—that's so what I'm thinking. This is a five. If you reload that stuff too, it's super forgiving because it's got tons of bearing surface on it. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. really forgiving for the beginner reloader that wants to get. I into think the guys game. that came to class with the 308 got a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, you and were, weren't handicapped. They were not handicapped. That right. is not. It, it did not handicap them. No, not at all. It's not like a match, man. Coming to training with a 308 is not the same as going to a competition and getting your ass smoked by a pro with a 20-pound 6-millimeter. Correct. You know what I mean? Training, it's designed around you. You progress at your pace. And the 308 does not hold anybody back in training. And it actually makes them a better, more well-rounded shooter because it's less forgiving. 
marksmen, not marksmen. gamers. Right, marksmen and not gamers. Yeah, because you can get really complacent. I get complacent with like my six creed. Man, I, I can stir the pot really big, but I'm not going. <laughs> just, uh, you when you said that, know, something flashed in my head, and I was like, I'm having flashback. Because I was told some pretty disturbing shit at the Precision Rifle Expo. About oh my god, dude! You're not getting your nails done. Let, let, we're not doing that. Alrighty, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll save that for like when I'm getting ready for Alaska. Yeah, That'll when, you, when you're on a rent and my phone buzzes and I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> um, where are we at on time? We got uh, about six minutes left. So let's let's talk about hundred episodes. Hundred episode stuff. So, yes. So I talked to uh, our marketing folks and I wanted to do something for you guys. So. Um, I got a coupon code for you, and it'll start at midnight on the 30th of September, and it'll run to the midnight on the 31st of October. So you have an entire month, 10% off all tactical nylon gear, all tactical nylon gear. We're talking about troust. We're talking about tab. Everything that we have. A war horse there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anything that we have that is tactical nylon, you're going to get 10%. What's off those? Uh, uh, hill hill people hill people vest you like to wear yeah the, it, yeah yeah hill people gear. hill people yeah, hill people sure. gear yeah That's those are good those are great belts tap belts and different yeah. stuff slings suppressor covers all that nylon bags filled bags not filled bags heavy bag light bag trousers slings bag, slings I got some new slings. slings oh speaking of slings the sweet slings that came in okay so I talked to Brian Whalen Colorado okay. Precision Rifle. We've been talking about his sling for a few months, yep. right? Since so, the early podcast. Since the early podcast. And I talked to him. We were sitting out on my porch probably about two months ago. And I said, dude, you know what? You have a precision rifle sling and that's really cool. Let's get a sling going that you can use on a precision rifle on a carbine. You have a one go-to sling. So we made a few modifications, I made a few suggestions, and he sent me one, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you play with it here, I'll show it to you when we're done, but um, basically you have a two-point adjustable, mm -hmm. but it's adjustable on both ends, so it has that one pad that's on it. So if you're trying to run a precision rifle and you want to sling it muzzle up across your shoulder, it has a pad for you. If you want to sling it muzzle down uh, uh, in patrol, you flip the sling around and it has a pad for you. But both sides have adjustments on them and they stay on the sling. Okay. So now you can take that off and put it on a carbine and run it as a carbine sling. It'll still have that pad for you. So it's something that we've been working on and talking about. And he just sent me the one prototype that he has. So I'm nice. playing with it. Because I've been so bad with slings lately. I've been showing up at places and the slings are all stuffed. And if I have them and I'm like, damn, I don't have my sling. Because somebody had asked me a question at the Precision Rifle Expo about slings. I think it was the National Guard guys from Colorado I told you about mm -hmm. um, that were out there. And I didn't have a damn sling with me. And I was like, fuck, I don't have a sling. And... um Oh, I got the sling. Yeah, me. man. So I, I definitely need to get back into carrying the slings and, and more stuff. So what's the code is going to be? The, 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 the discount code. All right. Promo code. Prepare to copy. Caps lock. All uppercase. People do this to me. I know I'm leaving you in suspense. People do this to me with emails. Uh, it's River Run 911. Uh, all one word. Yeah. There's no spaces in emails. I get that. Right. Okay, it's, Brad. Uh, settle down. It's, it's all lowercase. Yeah, I get that. It's fine. You can do it uppercase, lowercase. Your coupon code is COMBINE2018. 
Combine 2018. Combine 2018 will get you 10% off for the month of October, all tactical. We brought that joke gear. full circle, man. That I, we, we got so I wanted to give it back to you guys. You we, guys gave it to me, and I appreciate you. Paul actually got one of my phone calls the other day. And uh, it was especially awkward. This guy's talking to me, talking to me. He goes, Is Mike there? I said, Yes. And he goes, Ask him what a combine is. It was day one. I was like, uh, Hey, Mike, what? this guy wants to know if you know what a combine is. And you used to sell combines. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I worked for Taylor <laughs> Implement. me like, why does this guy want to know what yeah, combine like, is? You know, and then Gary is. Larson gives me the sweatshirt with the WTF and an alien on it. The only <laughs> thing it didn't have was a combine. Yeah. In, 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 I'm still coming for you, Gary. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Ooh, Gary's in the list. For you, Gary. you made the list, Gary. 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 <laughs> Gary. So, uh, yeah, so Combine 2018, you got a full month, 10% off nylon gear. Get you going for next year. So War- that'll be on the Mile High Shooting website. And we Mile got High Shooting. Charles Bayless there from Warhorse is giving away a Saracen. You're going to come to Sniper's Hide. I'm going to make a post. Somebody will come into the post, and I'll pick a name out of the post. Um, maybe I'll make you do a sad story. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Yeah, come up like, with something. You got to show me a picture. You got to work for this. You got to work for it. You got to yeah, get you something. You just can't have free shit. You got to work for it. Right. So, yeah, Frank's going to go on Sniper Side and create 100th episode. Don't put, like, giveaway on there or anything because then people will just click on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to come and say this. stuff. Yeah, you got to say hear stuff. what we're talking about. You got to save that shit for the end. That's what's going and, and you need the code. And, and I'll make them have to put the discount code plus the magic word. I'll do a magic word that you'll have to do for the 100th episode. Yeah, and I'll put the phone number on there later. Gary. Ooh, Gary. <laughs> Gary's phone number. I have his personal number. Oh, we can have everybody now. <laughs> That's terrible. It's evil. It is evil. Maybe the right kind of evil. That's right. Remember, I'm passive. And also active when it comes to but, getting back people. Dude, 100 episodes. Thank you guys for sharing it. Thank you very much. We're, for we're, we're quarter, where was it? Quarter million downloads. Yeah, over, we're over 2,000. Yeah. Over 2,000 people subscribed. From all over the world. All over. This is huge, man. You guys really made this a big deal, which is why I'm putting them out as often as I am because I feel obligated now that I can't just let them hang on you. Uh, um, you know, and it's, it's interesting too, to see people comment of the everyday sniper podcast along the likes of like a Joe Rogan podcast, because they mention them in the same breath. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll have the, hopefully here uh, soon, I'm going to start working on that studio downstairs in my, well, you got to get that because I, I now have the Google phone number that people can call into Google. That would be and awesome. we can do a live show with people calling in and get one of you guys to call. Questions or even um, calling in to leave a message for us with a question on it that yes. we can come back to. Totally. So I'm trying to do a full media kind of thing, double-sided desk, couch, uh, bench, so that we can put up cameras and, and play with stuff, and then you can YouTube it or whatever. Like so, a live feed, yeah. so everybody can talk. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do like kind of like a little everyday sniper headquarters mm-hmm. in, uh, in my new place. So. Got the stickers been handing out. Then I'll the be around and I'll maybe get up to 10 episodes or 11 episodes. 11 would be nice, dude. Yeah. If you can just get past that hump and then you, then it'll be easy after that. You know? I know I'm falling off when I watch videos, like when you're talking to people and they're like, yeah, Frank from the Everyday Sniper. And, you know, Frank has taught us so much. And Frank, Frank this and Frank that. I'm like, what, what, what about Mike? <laughs> <laughs> they forget about me. You got to be on enough, because, man. Yeah, it's because I'm never here and I apologize for that. Mike's busy. He has a real job. All right, guys.
So you make people happy, right? I make people happy. Or I aggravate them enough that lines them up. Yeah, but it's like you aggravate one out of ten. So the other ten are like really happy that that one person is that tenth guy throws a tantrum and it is hilarious to watch. My phone's been blowing up over shit. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper in our hundred episodes. You guys rock. I really appreciate it. Safety, safety, safety. We appreciate you guys. Yep. Mentor, mentor kids. They're the legacy. That's what you leave behind. Have a great one.